have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. I quit. I quit. I quit, Mr. White. I quit, Mr. White. It's one of my favorite movies. That movie's great. His name is Jimmy Mattingly. That's what Oh, uh, yeah. Jimmy Mattingly. Hello. Hello. You sound better. That know? was better, yeah. I don't understand this stupid thing. And the Shrimp Shack Shooters. It's my favorite, my favorite band. Yep. Captain Geach. Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. Such a great movie. I like about the first, like, half of it. The, well, maybe even, like, two-thirds. Come on. Scientific. The, the ending of it was just kind of like, okay, fine. What didn't you like about the ending of that thing that you do? I don't know. It just seemed like it just kind of, I mean, I know it's kind of the point, but it seems like it just kind of like fell apart at the end. And well, that's what happened just, to the band. I know. I, I know. I didn't like the, uh, I didn't like the, the little love story either. Oh, you didn't like the love story between, between Faye and uh, Shades? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was cute. Because Faye was, Faye was just looking for a nice boy and Jimmy was not a nice boy. And Shades was a nice boy. I mean, it, that's true, but I'm just saying it's like it it was like super obvious the entire time and I was like, just just get it over with. Just, just fucking bang it, get over just, with. just stick it in her already. Exactly. What are you guys waiting for? That thing you do. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, but she had a but but Shades <laughs> had a different girlfriend. He was dating Charlie Theron, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she ended up banging her so, dentist or something. Yeah. Charlie Theron's in that movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. she plays the other. She plays uh, Guy Patterson's lady friend. And she, ends, she ends. You've never seen that thing you do? No, man, it's really great. I've probably seen it enough for both of us. I heard it kind of falls apart at the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does. It. It's because it's supposed to fall apart at the end. That's the whole point. Oh. That they're a one-hit wonder. The the O'Neaters. Mm-hmm. So if people talk about the O'Neaters, you don't know what the hell's going on? No. Captain Geese and the Shrimp Shark Shooters. I feel like it's one of those things that you probably pick up on it after hearing about it for so many years. Like you just, like there's a lot of movies that I haven't seen, but I just, I get the references just because everybody quotes it or. Honestly, you know. I don't hear about that movie very much. Really? From Bob. Okay, well, I, love I mean, I love it. I can't even, work on that. <laughs> I can't even lie to you. Like that's one of my favorite movies ever. When I had cable, it was guaranteed to be on one of the movie channels every other day. And I would watch it every other day. Like and no matter where it started, I would just start watching it. Mm-hmm. I wonder, is it on Netflix? I don't, I don't think, think so. Because so. if it was, I'd be watching it. Uh, if it was, I was going to say, after I watch the Fast and Furious movies, then I'll watch it. <laughs> you ain't watching the Fast and Furious movies. They're, they're in my list. Are they? But they're on Netflix now too, aren't they? Well, like the first three, I think. Oh, those do are you the, really need me more? Those are the good three. Probably not. <laughs> then, nah. the rock, then the rock shows up and starts being but all. Until I, they stop making you know, hundreds of millions of dollars, they're going to keep making them. Yep. Uh-huh. I, I mean, and to be fair, if you're a straight, good-looking, muscular, white man, uh, person of color or like kind of mulatto fellow you could just go be in the fast and furious movies and be rich forever because i mean think about like they've got vin diesel and jason statham and the rock and now um what's his name idris ilba yeah they had he's in it yeah i'm gonna watch it he's in the new one he's like some kind of superhero or something like but now like do i have to watch all of them to get the story of the probably not Probably not. They're slaves to continuity in that. Probably yeah, not. yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, like I just don't understand the. What are they doing in this it's race? Like, it's kind of like mean, Endgame. You won't understand Endgame if you haven't seen any of the other Marvel. Yeah, movies. probably not. I um, I understand. Like, it starts off. Then eventually they work for the government or something, and then like they have a fucking submarine. <laughs> like, <laughs> they sell out to the man. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I think like. I want to say 
And this is from someone who's never seen the movies <laughs> that has no idea what any of them are about. I think The Rock is like an FBI cop type fellow. He's right? some kind of federal agent. Yeah. And he wants to bust but crooked. But he wants he wants to bust them or something. And then Jason Statham is a criminal of some sort. Of course he is. <laughs> Isn't he a criminal in like every movie? Of some sort. Um, let me think. Is there a movie where he's not a criminal? I have to ask my friend the, the bank Jason job. He's a criminal. Expert. Do, do bank job. <laughs> At the very least, even if he's not a criminal, he's like he's kind of shady. Yeah, or he's, he, he's pretty fucking shady yeah. in every movie. And he has to say the name of the movie okay. in his dialogue, like somewhere in his lines in the film. The name of the film has to appear. Looks like it's the fate of the furious, huh? <laughs> Go do bank job. <laughs> it's crank that is, That's a good movie, though. Yeah. What? Bank job? The bank job, yeah. I would love to get a bank job right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you just stick your dick in a safe. Yeah, it's where, like, you jizz on somebody's chest and it bounces off. <laughs> lands on your chest. It's a bank, bank job. Um, yeah, I would love a bank job. Um, and then, like, yeah, I don't know. So that's what I think. I th- and like I think their movie together will be like an odd couple thing. Or like he's the police officer and he's the wacky criminal and then Idris Elba is like um I'm here too. <laughs> and then then they all start fucking three-way kissing. Yeah. I have, no yeah. I have no problem with the Fast and Furious movies. It's not for me. But, you know, if you want to turn your brain off and go watch a popcorn movie, why not? Yeah, I'd rather mm-hmm. – yeah, I don't care about the Fast and the Furious. But, like, I'd rather – I would watch the Fast and the Furious movies before I would watch the Transformer movies. Yeah, those are awful. Yeah. Yeah. They, so. They're basically raping our childhood. So. <laughs> Jesus. So, I mean, yeah. So, I don't know. Like, how can you have a Transformers franchise when you don't even sell toys? It doesn't make any sense. That was the whole purpose of the cartoon. Yeah, yeah it was to sell toys. Yeah, that's why they made them so addictive. Now that's just now the purpose is just slow mo. Yeah, and explosions. Yeah, slow motion for me. <laughs> Michael Bay, piece of shit. All right, Dennis. <laughs> He's got a vendetta against Michael Bay. Really mad. Well, I don't know. I just don't like these big disaster movies, like this Godzilla movie coming out. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. No. Don't you dare. It doesn't look good. I disagree. I like Godzilla movies. I like I, Godzilla movies too. I introduced my kids to Godzilla a few weeks ago. How, how did that go over? It was uh, Godzilla versus Mechalon. <laughs> it was like a clip they had on YouTube of a fight between them because uh, my son was saying he was beating me up and he was Spider-Man. And I said, well, I'm Godzilla. And he's just like, no, I'm, I'm King Kong in this I motherfucker. Know who Godzilla is? And I, I sat him down and I made him watch it on TV. <laughs> Record scratch. Wait a minute. <laughs> and did he appreciate? Did he appreciate Godzilla? Yeah, of course. When Sophie of saw course. God, of course. When Sophie saw Godzilla the first time, she was kind of freaked out because she thought it was scary. And I was like, dude, it's a guy in a fucking costume. It's yeah. a guy in a rubber suit fighting another man in a rubber suit. Like, yeah. that's and where it's the very g- obvious in these old yeah. you know, Tojo films. That it's somebody in a suit. That's it's Toho, not Tojo. Tojo is a slur, I think. (laughs) Tojo is a emperor or the the general for Emperor Hirohito in uh, World War II. Yeah, it's Toho, T O H O. I love those movies, but I think that's the one. But I mean, like, did you see King Kong and or the island, like the Kong movie? Like, that shit was great, son. That That was pretty good. I mean, talk about turning your brain off. <laughs> I was like, even <laughs> the Peter Jackson one was was okay. I haven't seen that it one. It was pretty good. It was just exhausting. It was it too was, long. There was too much action. Peter Jackson, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy, the yeah, guy who made a four-hour hard. Lord of the Rings movie, get out. I wouldn't believe that for a minute. <laughs> I was just talking to somebody the other day about how much I love uh, Lord of the Rings, but I still haven't seen that last Hobbit movie. And they were like, no, you're fine. <laughs> you're good just skip it yeah it's okay i haven't seen any of the hobbit movies i don't know they're, how they just okay i don't know how they turned a 270 page book into 
seven hours of film. Yeah. They may. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm all right. I know what happens. Just watch the, Rankin, the Cliff Notes. Rankin Bass. That's the only version you need to watch. Exactly. I mean, it was good. Like the first two movies were pretty good, but by the end of that, I was just like, I'm tired of it. I don't need any more. Like, what? <laughs> how are they going to fill out? How are they going to fill out? You know, two and a half hour movie in this last thing. Like, they're pretty much like, at the end. I didn't of like the, the uh, end of movie cliffhangers for the first and second ones either. Like where they left it, you're just yeah. Like, you can't just leave the story there and make us wait two years to watch the next one. And they don't like do any kind of like a recap or you know overlap yeah. or anything between them. They just drop you right back into the story when you come yeah. back, and it's like, oh, all right, I guess this is happening. This is happening. This is happening. Just all right, let it happen. Just let it happen. So tonight we are reviewing a Deep Space Nine episode called Soldiers of the Empire. This is the 119th episode of the television series. Deep Space Nine. And they, in this episode, like you said with Jason Statham, they said Soldiers of the Empire at least three times. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's like a drinking game. They yeah. did. They really Take a did. shot of blood wine. The first, time, the first time Jadzia said it, I went, yay! <laughs> and then they kept saying, I was like, oh, well. A little light on the script here, Ronald D. Moore, eh? <laughs> That's all right. They didn't need it. Get a thesaurus. No, um, this movie is, I mean, this episode is wonderful. I really enjoyed it. Who wants to tell kind us? It is a little movie. It is. Who wants to tell us what happened? It's a novella. <laughs> like a short novel to novella. This is a short movie. Mm-hmm. Who wants to tell us what happened? Do you want me so, to tell you what happened? In the beginning, there was in... Martok. <laughs> I love Mar- Martok. is my favorite auxiliary character, I think. Yeah, he's pretty good. He's mm-hmm. one, like, he just, he's got that great voice. And, like, he's just fucking overacting his ass off like wow man like committed yeah he's really committed to the bit i, I love martal i think everybody there's something about dressing up like a klingon that just frees you yeah into, into just letting loose i mean i think you can see you can see that you can see that throughout the episode like everybody in this episode is overacting like even Worf when he puts on like the klingon big potato outfit is <laughs> just overacting like they're all overacting he does look like a santaran yeah <laughs> It's wonderful. Yeah. But Martog is just like, ah, he's bleeding all over the place. Yeah, he, was... he got hurt in the hollow suites. He turned off the safety protocols, doctor. Take it to do it. You can't go in the hollow suite being a pussy. Yeah, because he wants to, because he's been in, if you don't know, he was in a Turkish prison for two years. And while he was in the Turkish prison, he lost an eye and he felt like his reflexes are slow. So he's trying to get back up to battle speed. He lost his eye to a bank job. Yes, he lost his eye to a bank job. Um, he also now, lost his anal virginity. He did. All that stuff. He didn't really go into that like much. Like a warrior. That's, <laughs> it. That's in the DVD extras where they talk yeah. about that. Yeah. But, um, deeper Space Nine. Yeah, deep, <laughs> deeper Space Nine. But yeah, so he's all yammering it up and he's like, I'm just, my reflexes are off. And then Julian's like, we'll get an eye. And he's like, I don't want a fake eye. <laughs> it's just like, it's just the overacting just starts from Jump Street. And then Julian feels like he has to overact too. So there's a lot of overacting in this scene because then Julian yells at him. And next time you come in here, don't get blood on my carpet because it takes weeks to clean. And then like Julian's like, man. That. I mean, you gotta have space Roombas. Oh yeah, they got space, some space shit, son. I got that. Yeah, it, like if you can basically turn shit into food with the replicator, I think that they have some kind of magical device that just dematerializes. Do you think that was like the the brainchild that created the replicator? Some guy was like, man, I just shit a lot. I wish I could turn it back into food. <laughs> that stuff I ate was so good. I wish I could eat it again. Well, that no, you taste- can with the replicator. What if I turn it into energy? <laughs> you form it. But it's not like they just shit right into the replicator and then it becomes I whatever. Yeah. You had to like prop yourself up against the wall. <laughs> future, to- future toilets are so inconvenient. Computer, prepare to receive. Now, do you think that they use toilet paper in the future or do they just like have it like 
basically uh, teleported off their ass. I would say a bidet. I'd say a bidet. I'd say a bidet. I mean, I've never yeah. seen any toilet paper. A major bidet? Yeah, just a bidet. <laughs> they all know what the, the fucking fish the shells are for. They all know what's up. But why couldn't they, why couldn't the food you eat just be like no residue food? Like your body uses, uses every calorie from it so you don't create waste. It could, that, good point. But then how would you get chicken, but it's not fried chicken. It's just completely absorbed by your body. But then how would you get your reading done, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah. Sitting on the like, replicator. Yeah, just sit on the replicator. Uh, oh, man, I'm pretending to shit. <laughs> Don't nobody replicate for 35, 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody open an airlock in here. <laughs> but i mean there's no bathrooms it's not i don't see like a bathroom sign at quarks i don't see hey where's where's jadzia she's taking a dump like it never happens <laughs> never it's never a thing they just call it refueling the replicator yeah it's refueling the replicator mm-hmm. okay she's, she's making some clothes <laughs> but then everything they make that because i mean like they have to i mean everything then would be shit like the clothes and the weapons and the I mean, it's all made from poop, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only thing. <laughs> I mean, what else? No are you other gonna... forms of garbage. <laughs> just poop. Yeah, but just I mean, poop. essentially, though, it would all start as poop, no matter what it was, and you changed it like in. bones. But yeah, but where would that come from, the replicator? So you're just gonna stick like dead bodies in there and shoot this? <laughs> where do the bones come from? That's what the eyeglass cases are like boomerangs. They shoot out and you do the ceremony, but when nobody's looking, it comes back in. Because mm-hmm. okay. I'm saying, but I mean, like, it all has to start from somewhere. So, I mean, eventually it's just, it starts to shit and then it just gets replicated mm-hmm. and replicated and replicated so many times. Like, how often do you think something is replicatable? Like, how, I mean, because eventually, don't you think it has to lose, like, all matter and kind of... Um, I guess substance and substance. Almost like when you make a, f- a photocopy of a photocopy. At some yeah. point, you just you can't use it anymore, right? Like, imagine like when they're getting ready to christen a ship. Like it's going on its maiden voyage. They have, <laughs> have a huge load of shit that they use. Fresh supply of shit. <laughs> <laughs> or everybody has to eat a lot before they get on board. Back it up. <laughs> Back it up. <laughs> All right, we're ready to go. Here goes the shit shuttle. <laughs> <laughs> they just dump all the spaceport of bodies yeah. right into the right into but, the replicator. But my point was, is still the same though. Like, how long is something replicatable? Like, is it infinite? Because I can't well, imagine when you, it's- when you eat something, your body absorbs some of the, you know, energy from it. Uh-huh. You're gonna poop less than you eat. So when that goes back in the replicator, it can only make it can make less of what it made before. Yeah, but I'm also talking about like clothing and, you know, plates and stuff like that. Like if I eat off this plate and I put the plate back in the replicator, like eventually, like how many times is that plate going to replicate itself before it just doesn't have any, any matter left in it or girth in it, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I think it seems to me, like, I, I don't know, I'm not like a future scientist or anything, but. <laughs> the worst uh, thing. <laughs> exactly. I would think because it breaks it down to its individual molecules, it breaks it down to the atoms that it's... Well, it, it turns it into energy. So it converts yeah. matter into energy. So however much energy you can convert it into is how much you'll need to recreate the same exact thing. Okay. And I also find it odd that like, all right, if I go to the replicator, right, and I ask for tea or Earl Grey hot, it replicates the cup and the tea, but it's all made from the same stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what's the difference between the cup and the tea? Like, nothing, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's, not, there's no difference. It's just flavor crystals at some point, right? Like, well, I mean, it's, it's actually tea and it's actually a cup. It's just turning the energy into the molecules that it needs to make the cup. Yes, like, but if, it's, I, if it's ceramic, it's creating ceramic. But its source is all from the same place is what I'm saying. It's just energy. Yeah. yeah. So there's no difference in it. So essentially, you're just Fair having... Energy. You're just having energy and energy. You're not having a yes. cup of tea, Earl Grey hot. You're just having energy, energy. You're energy, having energy. Yes. Hot. <laughs> energy, energy hot. I don't know. It's just, you know, space, man. Before. 
spaceman. Just, yeah. just, just crazy. And like, just, if you think about it, like. Then you just stop, bro, and think about some of this stuff, man. You're just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> My mind is blown. My brain just fucking melted. <laughs> Put on some space Led Zeppelin. Fucking hell high. yeah, man. Computer replicate a vinyl of Led Zeppelin <laughs> from energy. <laughs> I want to listen to Led Zeppelin 4. They probably still do that in the future. All oh, the yeah. music snobs are like, I still listen to vinyl. Still sounds the best. Even though it's all the same shit. Replicated vinyl. Yeah. Oh, that's replicated vinyl? That's bullshit. Man. Oh, boo, man. Fuck that. Yeah. Yes, the original pressing. Yeah. That would be Picard. Picard would want the original pressing. No, but yeah. he, he's such a fucking same. hipster. I want, the original, <laughs> I want the original pressing, bro. I don't want some energy, energy records. That's totally. I'm, it doesn't sound the same. Yeah, like I would think that even like the tea that he's drinking, he would be like, "Oh, this isn't this isn't as good." Like he's gonna bring like a shipment of Earl Grey. And I think make it's his one own. of the things. Like when he was on the meat gazer, he probably had like <laughs> his own compartment of Bigelow tea bags. Uh-huh. He would just take out and make his Earl Grey tea with or whatever. But eventually, you just get used to it. Hmm. That sucks. Oh, man, sounds like it. Sounds like it's pretty tough to me, man. What a shitty life he's got. <laughs> yeah a shitty life of like just flying around through space taking people on cruises not making any <laughs> not making any money yeah, he's captain stubing yeah gets everything he wants and then occasionally goes on vacation to sex planet yeah, yeah right like it's oh man this this doing whatever i want is exhausted i need to go on vacation <laughs> Oh man, I'm so tired from doing whatever. I just want to read and get some. But couldn't he just do that anyway? Like if he really wanted to, like couldn't he just leave? No, because people always come into his room with problems. No, no, no. I'm saying couldn't he just quit? Like if he really wanted to, like retire. Like who says that would get boring though? I mean, I guess would it? Yeah. I I get a feeling like people who are in Starfleet, it's like a calling. You know, like they want to go explore. They want to go serve Starfleet explore and you can't really do that it doesn't seem like you can really do that very well as outside of starfleet all right fair enough because all the people they run across that are doing their own thing they always are they're in trouble yeah i hear you yeah all right so then as he's being patched up he gets a call from the klingon high council martog and he needs to go off and do some cool shit he's gonna take control of the ship the the rotana Rotana? Rotan? Rotan. So he's gonna take he's gonna take a control of the Rotan. They've been getting their asses kicked lately. They're a bunch of fucking shitty soldiers essentially. It's like police academy in space. <laughs> like they, they've just been getting their asses kicked a lot and like they're not doing well and they're gonna go on a mission to find the Bamoth, I guess, is a is a ship that was lost near the Cardassian border. And he wants to take Worf with him to be his first officer because he needs someone he can trust. Yeah, this is this is basically an '80s movie, what they're doing because it's like Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah, it's like all these movies where this ragtag group of people have to come together. You know, the A Team. I you know not the A Team were criminals. Yeah, I want to say the A Team. Yeah, they're all the best at what they did. But they know? just took it. That's true. They just That's took true. a fall. Yeah, they were set up. They were trying to clear their name. Yeah. So, like, this is essentially like Police Academy in space. Which one is Klingon Michael Winslow? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're all Klingon Michael Winslow. Speaking I guess. of, though, actually, the, the guy who plays kind of the old punk ass dude with the bones around his neck, that's Tackleberry from Police David Graff? Yes. Holy shit, it huh. is. <laughs> and he's dead. He died in 2001. God rest his soul. Yeah. He was really young, too. And the, uh, the other guy, um, like the quiet, quiet guy beating people's asses in the, in the mess hall. The black dude. Yeah, he was on uh, Battlestar Galactica. He was one of the Cylons, the black Cylon. His name was Tavana. Was that Tavana? Or no, that was... No, that was uh, um, Rick Worthy, Cornon. Cornon, that's right. Even in space, that name sounds black. What's up, Cornon? <laughs> You're going to be Cornon. Like, why? Can't I be the other guy? Like, no, no, no. 
Cordon sounds real black. <laughs> yeah. That's and like, he's got like a shitty little goatee too. <laughs> I liked Cordon. I like this whole episode, but yeah, I didn't even realize that was Tackleberry. Holy yeah. shit. Then another guy, Ortican, I don't know who, which guy that was, but he was actually, when they were going to make a Spider-Man movie in the 80s, he was the guy who was going to be Spider-Man. Wow. So there was a Spider-Man issue, like Spectacular Spider-Man number 200-something or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was, a, it was a photo. I know that issue. Yeah, that's that him? Was him. That was him on that oh, cover. Oh, wow. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Dennis is that Dennis. Well, no, I, because I I knew I recognized Rick Worthy. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere, and so I had to look up and see who he was. And then I saw the other dude was Tackleberry. I was like, hold up, hold Dennis up. did homework before this episode. Yeah. Oh, I see, I didn't, I didn't even recognize him as Tackleberry. Now that because like, yeah, he doesn't was, look like him. He looks there, old as shit. And there was one scene, and he was in the, the when he got attacked by Kanan. Or whatever his name was, not Kanan. What was his name? Cornon. When he got attacked by Cornon, where he was overacting like a motherfucker. It's like, wow, this guy's bringing the ruckus, you know, because he's a coward. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, dude. But yeah, so the the morale on this ship is low. These guys have been losing a lot, but they haven't been losing that much because they're all alive, right? I mean, I guess there's been some casualties, but I mean, like, it's more like major league losing. Yeah. Yeah, Cleveland Indians. Cleveland Indians. This is a very good. Th- yeah, this is like the major league of yeah. of Klingons. The Klingon High Council wanted this ship to keep losing so they could eventually sell the ship and yeah, and move it to space, Miami. <laughs> uh-huh. And they bring in Martog, who does kind of have a lot of qualities of the manager in Major League. They both have cool voices. Yeah, like they they both kind of look kind of rough and tumble. I love that I guy. Wish he had like the uh, the the mustache. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nice cash, don't ever fucking do it again. <laughs> I love Major League. And in this in this analogy, I would say Dax is Willie Mays Hayes. Really? Yeah, she's got she's kind of got the flair. See, I don't know. I would say Dax is more of like the Tom Berenger because like he's trying to stir up the shit and trying to get people on board to like we got to fucking win and blah blah blah. But I think Tom she- Berenger tried to quit at some point. No, Tom Berenger's the catcher, and his his whole his whole idea is to win the whole fucking thing. Hmm. He comes up with the whole fucking thing idea. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm thinking of uh, you're thinking of Corbin Burnson. Corbin Burnson, who's yeah. the third baseman? It's fucking uh, Tom Roger Dorn. Yeah, yeah, Roger Dorn. Yeah, I love. That. I mean, you know, I might not watch Major That's League. That's Tackleberry in this episode. He's, he's yeah, <laughs> he's totally Roger Dorn. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to get in front of that. That's fucking ground balls. I'm sorry, sir. I don't think I heard you right. What I don't was want that mess. order again? I don't want to mess up my face. You know, I got to worry about my after playing career. Roger Dorn. <laughs> and Roger Dorn's a good Klingon name, too. This is Roger Dorn. <laughs> Roger Dorn. Roger Dorn. But yeah, so this is, yeah, this is kind of. It's an 80s movie. That it is. That's why it works so well. Yeah. <laughs> it's a formula that's tried and tested. You know, but I mean, they do a good job too, I think, by letting some of the guys act like Cornon gets to do that whole speech about there's fucking losers running around, death stalks you at every turn. (laughs) The corridors of this ship are cursed with failure and misery, and you'll see. And unfortunately, (laughs) it breaks out into the torture video. Yeah. And then unfortunately, like Martog kind of plays into that whole spiel by not letting them do anything. Like, cause Martog is scared, yeah. you know, yeah. he's, he's afraid. He doesn't want to get anybody killed. He doesn't want to get killed himself. He's a key at this point. He's very much a Klingon without honor. If you will. Well, he, he has PTSD from being in the Turkish prison for a couple of years there. So yeah, I can understand. Yeah, me too. But it's also a very high profile gig. To, I guess, you know, you think they would have checked him out first. I would. I kind of get the impression the high council was like, you know what, we're probably not going to get this ship back that disappeared, or the crew, any survivors or whatever. So it's kind of high risk. Why not send these people that if we lose them, it's not really a big deal. Uh-huh. And they look at Martok that way. It's like he's not really, he's not on his A game since he yeah. got taken prisoner. So it's true. But the weird part is, it's like. 
Martog has PTSD and we can all kind of identify that, but Picard gets captured by a bunch of fucking Cardassians and tortured for like however long and he's fine. Like he's a fucking turned into a Borg and kills a bunch of people and he's fine. After one episode. He needed yeah. one episode to wrestle his brother in some fucking uh, grapevine mode. Yeah, like he gets he becomes a Borg and kills like thousands of people and he's cool. But this guy this fucking fucking Mary gets locked away in a prison and he's all like, oh, I'm so subscared. <laughs> he needed Picard to be his chadich. You get he him back online. He did. It's true. Because he was being a chabitch. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to go on vacation to Sex Planet. He does. Maybe that's the whole problem. He needs to go uh-huh. to Sex Planet. Mm-hmm. And, and Dax is begging Worf to like fucking do something because she sees the morale of the ship is going south because you got guy i don't think she helps the situation by bringing a bunch of blood wine into the equation because like she shows up with like eight barrels of blood wine and everybody's drinking and like martog's a fucking coward i know it drink alcohol and depressed people isn't a really good combination yeah it's not like a recipe for me (laughs) (laughs) but jenny does it does it work for you? And that's what this episode's really all about, Jenny. We, we need you to get some help. This is an intervention. <laughs> we're, really, we're really worried about you, Jenny. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> now it's through that episode of The Office where I don't have a drinking, I'm not addicted to alcohol, I'm addicted to porn. That's Wait. also true. <laughs> we're, also, we're worried about you, Jenny. I have many vices. <laughs> I like a lot of shit, man. I thought it worked for her because she brought in she brought on the wine, raised the morale, and then got him to start talking some shit so she could figure out what the actual problem is. And she Did beat that work. one guy's ass for sitting in her chair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Got to show but, dominance. Yeah, I think he was into it though. Like he fucking yeah. had a raging she, boner. Uh, she fucked that one lady's mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Yeah, like Curzon Dax is just be fucking everybody, and she's like, yeah, I think Curzon tapped at your mom's fucking hot box she was like oh yeah totally. redundant vagina yeah he fucked both of them mm-hmm. i felt like she was trying to be like hey hey i want to be eskimo sisters with my mom i'm gonna bang you too yeah. oh, you Come on, let's she, do it you think she wanted to get in she yeah to get it in mm-hmm. all right i would watch that i mean <laughs> <laughs> it's on deeper space nine <laughs> deeper space nine we bounce to get it in and I really liked when Dax like uh, burned that one dude who's like, "Oh, you're just you're just a whore or whatever." And she's like, "Yeah, well, I'm I'm not fucking wharf right now, uh, but at least I'm celibate by choice, and you're just yeah, you're an incel. I can get it in <laughs> if I want." And yeah. that was and she busted on that was Tackleberry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But Tackleberry, to be fair, never really had a way with the ladies on. Police Academy. He was like He's kind of psychopath. Yeah, he was kind of notorious though. But like he liked ladies, but he just didn't know how to talk to them because he he was a weirdo. Yeah. So he's kind of typecast. Yeah. <laughs> and now Tackleberry. Wow, Tackleberry. That's really well. If you walk around with Cardassian neck bones around your neck, it's probably I don't know about Klingon women. Maybe it does attract Klingon women. Who knows? Well, he liked fighting the Cardassians because at least they had honor. He's like, these Jem'Hadar, they have no honor. They're just machines of war that do nothing but fight. They don't fight. For, they don't even fight for anything. They just fight to fight. So he was all bummed out about. Which I don't really agree with his assessment because I think we've seen like certain Jem'Hadar, like the one who wouldn't kill Worf. Yeah. Because Worf was being a badass. He's like, I'm not going to kill him. I think he's kind of a space racist. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, all the Jem Hadar are like that. That's how they all are, and they all like eating certain kinds of foods. And maybe this is this is like a five minute chunk he's working on for his uh, his comedy material. Yeah, like Jem Hadar be like this, Cardassian <laughs> <laughs> be like that. Maybe, maybe that's it. Uh, you know, he's or yeah, he's like, and they come to our planet, they take our jobs. <laughs> But I mean, Kira wants no, not Kira, but uh, Dax wants no part of this. She's like, shut the fuck up, yeah. Tackleberry. Shut the fuck up, Tackleberry. 
She starts making weird noises, sound effects. Don't make me call Hightower. <laughs> I totally will. Is that Worf? Worf is Hightower in this scenario? I think so. I don't know, man. I think Worf... I think Worf would be Proctor. Because Martog would be um, the other guy, right? Um, what was his name? The the Dicky chief? Not... What's his fucking name? What's his... Now it's going to bug me. Um, like the, uh, the guy who runs the police academy? Yeah, the guy who Gutenberg was always fucking with. Uh, uh-huh. Martog would be that guy because he's in charge and nobody respects him and Worf is jocking him so he would be Proctor right uh, yeah, I guess yeah I watched a lot of Police Academy movies growing up I haven't Apparently. seen it in like probably 30 years <laughs> I watched a lot of Police Academy I'm not going to lie to you I watched a lot of Police Academy movies growing up <laughs> like a lot probably too many Harris that's it was Harris yeah that, that was the guy's name Harris a lot of police academy movies too many i want to watch police academy can you watch that on netflix i don't know i bet it's on youtube tv i bet they've got it as one of the movies you can watch on there seems right up their alley that's yeah that seems about right like you shouldn't have to pay for police academy in this day and age (laughs) no no, you shouldn't Um, and that's why I'm running for president. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody should have to pay for police academy. I mean, dear God, man, if you're watching police academy, get help. <laughs> and you're paying for it? <laughs> What's wrong with you? I want a police academy movie in every house in America. I used to watch police academy two a lot because that was like, and then the one where they ended up in the zoo with Bobcat Goldthwait. Police academy six. Uh, uh-uh. I only I didn't watch like I wasn't into the ones without Gutenberg. Because, like, when they replaced Gutenberg, then it kind of got shitty after that. Like, I watched Citizens on Patrol a lot. Like, Citizens on Patrol was always on. Yeah, I watched a lot of Police Academy movies. I can't, I can't lie. How long were these people in the Police Academy? Gutenberg was in – well, no, that's because – well, they went to the Police Academy, and then they got out of the Police Academy, and then they were just officers. But they just kept the title because then it would be confusing if they changed the name of the movie. So yeah, so it was just like Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol, and Hmm. Police Academy 3, you know, let's have sex. (laughs) Sex Academy. Sex Academy. Well, the first Police Academy movie was kind of dirty, like they had titties in it and stuff, and then they kind of got away from that. So It's kind of the whole Revenge of the Nerds, Porky's motif thing they tried to emulate but I don't yeah. think Police Academy is free anywhere. That's bullshit. That is yeah. Bullshit. Man, fuck all that. We should revolt. I would buy the shit out of some Police Academy movie. Nobody should have to pay for Police Academy. No, it's True. just... Yeah, back in training. Not in 2019. Was, no, not in 2019. Yeah, uh, then Mauser was in Police Academy 3. That was the different guy. He was a different pain-in-the-ass guy, but he still had Proctor, and then they brought back um, the other guy. <laughs> I watched a lot of Police Academy. You're really knowledgeable about the Police Academy verse. Dude, I loved Police Academy growing up. I'm telling you, I watched it entirely too much. I had a babysitter when I was a kid that really didn't give that much. She didn't really give two shits about what we did. So I just watched a lot of Police Academy movies. That's so pretty fantastic. Did your sister like watching it too? I don't think so. I just know I watched it all the time. I thought fucking Mahoney was cool because he was a fucking pain in the ass. He was always like pulling pranks and being a dick and like they would always do shitty things to people. Like I remember one time a guy was the kind of police officer you want serving in your neighborhood, Bob. Yeah. (laughs) I'd rather have a guy like that than one that shoots minorities and then asks questions later. And then Bob (laughs) and then Bobcat Bobcat Goldthwait was in the movies and he was awesome. Uh You know, because at one point he was a criminal and then he got to join the police force, which was cool. That sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, you're a white criminal? Okay, come on. <laughs> you're a white criminal. Come on, come on, white criminal. And then they had um, Police Academy, which was... A white criminal. Dave-, <laughs> Dave Spade was in one of them, too. I remember David Spade was in one of them. Really? Yeah. I don't remember that. He was in Police Academy 4 when they had Citizens on Patrol. He was just like some punky kid. I think that was his first movie. I think I've only ever seen the first one. And even that might just be bits and pieces. But they had titties in the first one. Okay. Well, yeah. 
That's why I've sought it out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, because when you were a kid, in that, they, yeah, if it had boobs in it, that's why Revenge of the Nerds was so great because they had like actual like bush in it. Yeah. I never saw those movies until I was in college because my parents obviously wouldn't. They said, no, Dennis, you cannot dishonor yourself by watching these terrible movies. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> my dad from South Carolina talked just like that. That was your mom, Dennis. <laughs> God, Dennis, fuck you, buddy. Yo, fuck you. I was making a bad joke and you had to be all, yeah, I'm better than that. <laughs> I'm not taking your shit, Mahoney. Hey, I'll tell you what, though. The first Police Academy movie, this is why there were six of them. Um, budget, $4.1 million. Guess how much money it made in box office. In 19... Where is it? 1984. Guess how much money the first Police Academy movie made. $45 million. Nope. More? Jenny? Um, I don't know. $60 million. $81.2 million. Oh, on a four point one million dollar like budget, it made eighty one point two. Think about that today. Is that nineteen eighty four dollars? That's nineteen eighty four dollars. Jesus Christ! <laughs> so that's why there's like thirty of them. Yeah, just like Fast and the Furious. Like once you make one, if you keep going to see them, they're so gonna keep making so more. So the Police Academy movies were like the Fast and the Furious movies of today. Like they're mm -hmm. just, they made shit tons of money. Cause even the second one I was looking at still made like $58 million or some shit like that. I got to think Fast and the Furious movies have a much bigger budget than, than that. Like in comparison. Oh yeah. Police Academy two uh, was $7.5 million made $55.6 million. That's a great return of investment. So why not make more of them? Wow. Why not? Oh, directed by Jerry Paris, who was the next door neighbor, the dentist on um, on uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Huh, interesting. I had no idea he directed those movies. Hmm. I, watch of, I watch a lot of Mary Tyler Moore. Their neighbor is a dentist, and that's him. So, anywho, um, yeah, they're just a bunch. This crew is just a bunch of police academies. <laughs> they, got, they got no idea what's going on. And Martog is a big scaredy cat. And then they finally find the ship that they were looking for, but it's just across the border. But Martog doesn't want to go over there to get him. And there's like warriors that are still alive. And Martog thinks it's a trap. His orders were very clear. Yes. Do not cross the border. And so Martog doesn't do it, but Worf takes control of the ship and has to fucking fight Martog um, for control of the ship. And during that fight, Martog becomes a warrior again, I guess. Uh -huh. Even though I think Worf let him win. He did. Yeah. Yeah, he totally. Yeah, he totally admits it. Lets him win. And then Martog takes control of the ship and all the Klingons are stoked. They're and all they, singing and shit. Yeah. Because they're like... Because <laughs> they're essentially just bards, and then um, it it is awesome. Like yeah. that, honestly, if I had to choose any ship in the twenty third century to serve on, it would be a Klingon ship. Oh yeah, twenty fourth century or whatever. Yeah, because you just got to you got to drink. Yeah, and like if you didn't like your boss, you could just fight him to the death. <laughs> you know oh my god, I wish I could fight my boss to the death. <laughs> I like how they they explained it to Julian, right? Like, oh, well, it's not, they can't just do it. There have to be certain circumstances. Like, you have to be dishonorable or, you know, a coward or blah, blah, blah. Like, they list so many circumstances that you could justify any reason for. Yeah. He took too long in the lunch line. Yes. You have no honor when getting your meal. You took the last chicken patty. You have no honor. <laughs> but, yeah, they just fucking, yeah. But you think, like... If there was so much of this going on, there would have like a designated area for like, all right, if you want to fucking fight your superior officer to take control, 
you got to do it in here. Because they're just fighting, like, right on the bridge of the ship. And, like, they're falling into fucking machines and, like, laying on computers and falling on top of stuff. You, I mean, Meanwhile, they they detected Jem'Hadar <laughs> nearby. And they're yeah. like, right. Jem'Hadar, wait. We got to sell this first. <laughs> They've got what, nine minutes or something. Like, okay, we got enough time for a fight. We don't have time to go to the fighting room. Let's just do it right here. They're just falling on top of like computer do they consoles. Have a dojo? Yeah. yeah. I mean, because aren't they afraid they're going to break something? Like, you got these two like pretty large men falling on if, top of if consoles. If they break something, then it was a computer without honor. So it didn't matter. I yeah, feel like the Klingon ships are probably built to be fought, like have fights in every room. Like they're not building shit made out of like flimsy, flimsy plastic. It's like, it's fucking like cast iron or something. Yeah. It's the stuff that they made the like Hot Wheels out of back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Voltron, yes. Yeah. It's recycled Voltron pieces. But these guys are just fucking falling all over the place and fighting and Worf can kind of kill him, but then he lets him up and then Martok stabs him in the side and then everybody's happy. And then much like other episodes, we don't ever actually get to see them do cool shit. Yeah. Because then the next scene is like the ship is coming back to Deep Space Nine. But and- I think I think it's like uh, the Klingon war stories are like fishing stories. Yeah, you don't want to see it. Like, oh, there were, the Jem'Hadar was this big. <laughs> <laughs> they just fought one Jem'Hadar who was that big. It was like one, one Jem'Hadar guy instead of a whole ship of them, you know. That's a good point. I kind of wanted to see the fight. Like, I was disappointed. Like, as I kind of looked away for a minute, and I was like, wait a minute, did I miss the fight? Did it just, did I look, did I look away for like 30 seconds and miss the Jim Hadar fight? You no. certainly did not. It was <laughs> just, just over. They were just singing, then all of a sudden they're back on Deep Space Nine, beaming over the survivors. They're like, they're talking, you know, oh, Martok's giving his report, asking for permission to dock and everything, and the whole crew standing behind him. Like they're taking a team photo or something. Yeah. Guess what we did, guys? We just fucking killed those people. It was awesome. Yeah, that's right. We're the coolest. Totally <laughs> dead. We killed the shit out of those dicks. <sighs> now we want some blood. Like it, he was cutting a wrestling promo. Yeah. And like all the rest of his tag team partners were all behind him. Uh-huh. That's... Tell him, Tackleberry. Well, you know something, dude? We got in the ring with those Jemadar. I knew we were fighting. But in the end, they got nothing for the soldiers of the Empire. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> so, and they got some blood wine, and then uh, then you had the nice scene at the end where Martog is like, hey, man, Worf, you're pretty cool. Why don't you, why don't you join my family? House of Martok. So now he's now he's no longer a member of the House of Moog, which was disgraced. It was fake anyway. So yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. And now he actually gets to be a member of the House of Martok. And then the episode ends. It was really great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have a bunch of Klingons, it's it's a good time. Oh yeah. Like I just want to watch more Klingon stuff. Like, I don't care. Like when Ben always talks about like the, the happy Klingon hour, it's like, no dude, what are you talking about? Like the Klingon episodes are always the best ones. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what the total domestic gross for all seven police Academy movies were? Ready? $239 million. Six hundred forty-three thousand two hundred thirty-five dollars. That's what all seven police academy. That's movies. a very specific amount. I'm looking at it on on Wikipedia. That's ridiculous. That's a lot of money. They have it like on Box Office Mojo. You know how they have like the franchise uh, box office battles. So like they'll have like you know Avengers versus Justice League movies. To yeah. Show like how how much they compete in the box office and stuff. Like what would be the comparison with Police Academy? Like the Police Academy and Fast and the Furious comparison. I mean, but if you uh, for, I mean, in twenty, you know, nine in twenty, yeah, nineteen dollars or whatever. Yeah, like just, if you just for inflation, that's a shit ton of money. Eighty-one million dollars domestic. That's crazy. That's probably like four hundred million nowadays. Yeah, million. easily. <laughs> Was that that's released a- during the summer? 
Man. I would think so. It March, seems like a- March 22nd, 1984. March? Yeah. It was a March wow. release and they made yeah. that much money? 81 million bucks. Maybe nothing else was out at the time. <laughs> I don't think they released that many movies back then, though, like every year. It was the sixth yeah. highest grossing film of 1984. Oh, what else? Did Amadeus come out in 84? I feel like a lot of stuff came out in like 84, 85. I can't remember like uh, E.T. probably came out around the same time. Uh, it was 1982. Oh. Um, Hang on. I'm looking now. 1984. Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters. Dead Gremlins. Yeah. The Terminator. Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Jesus, what a year. A so, Nightmare on Elm Street. The Karate Kid. Beverly Hills Cop. Ghost. Red Dawn. And then Police Academy. Police yeah. Academy. <laughs> Police Academy, Police Academy made more money. Police Academy, Police Academy made more money than Search for Spock. Jesus. Revenge of the Nerds, Spinal Tap, Footloose. What a year! Holy. 1984 was amazing for movies. Karate Kid, Candles. Yeah. The Never Ending Story. Purple Rain. Top Secret. My God. Flash. My God. The Last Starfighter. There's no way it made more money than the Terminator. Get the Conan, Buckaroo Bonsai, Dune. Oh my gosh! Final Friday the Thirteenth, the final chapter. Let's go back in time to 1984. This is an amazing year. This this has to be wrong. Dennis, all these movies came out. I'm looking at it right now. The top grossing films of 1984 were Beverly Hills Cop, Ghostbusters, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Gremlins, The Karate Kid. Police Academy, Footloose, Romancing the Stone, Stone, Search for Spock, and Splash. Police Academy made more money than all those movies. That's crazy. Man, 1984. That's insane. The movies that came out that year. Yeah, it made more money than fucking Terminator. (laughs) (laughs) The Terminator, listen to this. The Terminator made... $38 $38 million. Police Academy made 80 What kind of world is this? Wow, that's nuts. I don't, I don't understand this, really. Like, how, how did Police Academy become that big of a thing, even in 1984? Like, was Steve Gutenberg that big of a star back in the day? It was, it was released the same month as Spinal Tap and Children of the Corn. And Romancing the Stone. So that's two other, two other pretty big comedies released yeah. that same month. That's crazy. Jeez, the power of Steve Gutenberg. Watching fools back then. Uh, yeah, no kidding. It's because they didn't have anything else to do. But yeah, man, not. made more than Purple Rain, made more than The Natural, Revenge of the Nerds, Breaking, Bachelor Party, Red Dawn, Terminator, fucking Conan. How many movies did Arnold Schwarzenegger make in 1984? Good God. <laughs> he was in fucking what? Terminator. Uh, Red Dawn and Conan the Destroyer. No, he's not in Red Dawn. Are you sure? Yeah. What am I thinking of? He's in a red movie. <laughs> red Heat. Is he in a, he's in a movie called Red Heat. Maybe. Red Heat. He's not in Red, Red Dawn. Though. Yeah, Red Dawn. That was Swayze. You're but thinking still, of Powers Booth. He still made more money than fucking Red Dawn. And Red, these, some of these movies are classics. Dune. It made fucking more money than Dune. More money than Starman. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. <sighs> Police Academy. Man, the only know. movies, the only mo- movies that made more money were the Karate Kid. Bachelor Gremlins. Party came out that year. Yeah, Bachelor Party's great. Cannonball Run too. Yep. Karate Kid, Gremlins, Indiana Muppets Take Manhattan. Ghostbusters. How did it make more money than Muppets Take Manhattan? Because man, nobody gave a shit about that movie, son. That what? that's my favorite Muppet movie. You shut your mouth. It's great. <laughs> I'm saying it's, it's a kid's movie released in July. How did it not make that much money? The Never Ending Story. Oh, The Jungle Book? The, the reissue. Of Re-release, yeah. Uh. But still, though. Wow, Police Academy, that shit was hot, son. That's why there's seven of them. And they're still trying to make money off of us by making us buy it on Amazon Prime. Now, the one I really can't understand is how it made more money than Chud. <laughs> <laughs> Well, think about it, though. If you go, what was a more popular movie in 1984, Police Academy or The Terminator? <laughs> yeah, that is, that is crazy. What was a better, what, what movie made more money, Search for Spock or Police Academy? You go, I will say, though, 
Terminator came out in October. So it might have, well, I guess, are they just talking about money made in 1984? Or are they talking about? This, uh, this is just about? lifetime. Yeah, domestic gross total. It doesn't That's matter when it came out. Terminator came out. It says here domestic gross oh, total. Yeah. Terminator only made 78.3 million. Because yeah. I figured Terminator would have made more like in the long term because like, once Terminator 2 came out. Million to make Terminator? What? I guess they were just using practical effects. So yeah. It didn't cost that much. Even if you include, like I looked on the Terminator thing, even if you include Terminator's domestic and foreign box office, it still didn't make as much money foreign as fucking Police Academy movie, which apparently made no money in the foreign market because <laughs> it doesn't have any foreign. Just Super, Supergirl came out that year. <laughs> that was not a good movie. I can't imagine the Police Academy jokes would like transfer well to subtitles. Everybody loves <laughs> Jenny. Everybody loves titties. Johnny Dangerously came out that year. I love Johnny Dangerously. And it's Pinocchio. Yeah. Re-release. Nope. Police Academy made more money than all of them. Yeah, that is crazy. Ridiculous. Steve Gutenberg was a huge star. It's true. The Goot. So, one of our greatest American actors. It's true. Steve Gutenberg. It's true. It's true. All right. So there, there you go. We all learned something today. So yeah, next, you can a lot of cocaine in the eighties. Yeah. Make a bet with one of your coworkers if you listen to this. Go. You guys are talking about movies. Go. Hey, man. Uh, I bet you Police Academy made more money than Terminator. They'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But see, nobody would take that bet if you offered it because obviously, that's. Or you yeah. can even, like, you know what movie was great in the 80s? Police Academy. People are like, that movie sucked. Fuck you. Like, that movie was great. I bet you it made more money than fucking Terminator. Like, nah, I bet it didn't. All right, if, yeah. if, if I win, I get to fuck your old lady. And then later <laughs> on that night, you're going to be knee deep in this guy's old lady, man. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> That's Hell, how you do it. Going to be balls deep in this guy's wife. Fuck old videos. Police Academy. <laughs> I'm fucking high tower. I'm gooting your I'm gooting your bird, baby. <laughs> Tackle my berries. That's right. <laughs> I'm about to go wind low. <laughs> You're gonna be making all kinds of funny noises. <laughs> <laughs> making that sound on your clit, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so what do you think this episode? What do you rate this episode, Jenny? Uh oh shit pressure you know i'm gonna give it a i'm gonna give it a eight right i think i think i might have given it higher if i had been able to see the battle scene somehow even though like it it was a full episode like i didn't feel like it was slow or anything but i still wanted to see the battle scene you know i feel you on that one yeah what about you dennis yeah i give it an eight too like i almost want to rate it higher just because the last few episodes have been so slow lackluster yeah and this one really really brought it home yeah i really dig this episode and it's a i'm gonna give this episode an 8.5 because i love me some martog he's great like i could watch that guy read the phone book just watch him overact the phone book he's so wonderful so alan aronson <laughs> alan aronson and just watch him go He's great. It was a really good episode, man. Do we get like a lot of Martok and uh, Gold Ducat scenes later? I think that would be a lot of fun. I don't know if they're together because at this time Gold Ducat's already left. I mean, they're they're adversaries at this point, so you wouldn't really see them together. I'd like to see them like talking shit over the view screens or something. Yeah, that'd be dope. I don't know. I I don't I don't remember of any, but there might be. But I fucking love Martok. He's great. He's got one eye and shit. Like he's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know in season like six and seven, Martog's in it all the time. Like he almost can't wait. He almost becomes like practically like a fucking regular character. So does your boy, um, the tailor. He's in it all the time too. So it makes it good. Cool. They do a good job, like adding up Eric. No, we're almost in season six, aren't we? You're getting there. This is what episode twenty. I think. Yep. Mm -hmm. this next week will be episode twenty-two of season five. We're almost there. Wow. Getting closer and closer to the Voyager, as I like to call it, the death of the podcast. 
<laughs> the wheel of Voyager is going to be used. That's it. That's just going to be hard to do. That's, that's we just, just start talking about Law and Order full time. Yeah, we might switch over to like a Law and Order podcast. <laughs> so don't be surprised. I'm ready for it. Dun, 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 talk dun, shit about your your dude Cutter. Oh man, no, no. Don't talk shit about Cutter. I'm gonna. I think Cutter is a thing that it take. He takes time. It takes time. Mm. I don't know, man. Well, I mean, good. I'm to, almost done with the whole show. To I'm be like at the end of season 19. To be fair, okay, like it takes a lot. You have to do a lot to replace Jack McCoy. Like he's the best. Yeah, Jack McCoy true. might be one of my favorite te- like characters on television. But like Jack McCoy as the DA is not as good as Jack McCoy as the ADA. No, he's right. not. It's not. Well, because he's not in, as involved as the uh, DA. Like, he's yeah. just kind of... Especially up. once he starts running for office. Then yeah. Like, All right. Come on, Jack. It's like, I don't know if I want to do that. I might not get votes. I like uh, I liked, what's his name? Fred Thompson. He's just an asshole. Yeah. He's yeah. Good. He's just... A, I'm just an old Southern lawyer who don't like no minorities. He's going to put... <laughs> Tells these anecdotes that don't make any sense. You're going to be like a Mississippi mud hound going up in the boom, boom, boom. What does that mean? We're going to give him the chair. Get us a pizza. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> We're going to be up all in there like, get up on nothing. My mom always told me, you know, you don't look a gift horse in the Western Hoosie. <laughs> Sounds to me like we got flies in our. What does that mean, sir? Cut a deal. We got flies in our flower bin, and they're gonna burn in here, huh? What? Guilty. <laughs> Guilty plea. Take it. Take the plea. <laughs> I mean, sue the sue the gun company that made the gun that shot the guy. Yeah, he knew. Uh, Fred Thompson's character knew all the rich old ladies in town. Yeah, because uh-huh. he was fucking them all. Yeah. For all them donations. I don't even remember that character's name. I just remember Fred Thompson. He's just Fred Thompson. I think he had his name. His name was like Fred Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. What's his name? Uh, Probably something real Southern. He was a Colonel Sanders. <laughs> uh, Beauregard. Uh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fred Thompson play on Law and Order. Just trying to see who can Google it fastest. I got a different Fred Thompson. I'm trying, I'm trying to remember it. Arthur Branch. There yes. you go. <clears throat> I like Adam Schiff because he was like had one foot in the grave and didn't give a shit about it. Adam Schiff was great. Take yes. The, take the deal. <laughs> there the was deal. one. There was one on the other day for like they were trying to get this Colombian drug lord, and uh, they had this guy who sold him a weapon that was used in a murder or something. Uh-huh. This guy was in Rikers and they were trying to protect him. Like all these witnesses started disappearing. And so at the end of the episode, they're like, oh yeah, they're giving him the rundown. They're like, okay, the weapons dealer got killed in the yard at Rikers. This other person, you know, got strangled, blah, blah, blah. And his, uh, this girl, like a kid who was a witness, she got picked up by her uncle at school. So she's okay. And then Jack turns to Schiff and goes, she doesn't have an uncle. And then Schiff goes like, and then that's just how it ends. <laughs> For the one time he shows any emotion, like he's got a, a legit surprised look on his face. And then it's like, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah. Oh crap. Take the deal. It's just funny. Cause he always looks half asleep. He's like, uh, Jack, just fucking do it. He's Take just tired deal. of everybody's shit. Take the deal. Like he was, he was originally on um, mission impossible but they got rid of him eventually. The movie? Like, you know, the TV show. Oh. He was the he was the main character on the first season of the TV show, but I guess like he's a Jewish fella and like he didn't want to work on Saturdays. No. Cause Shomer Chavez. I don't fucking roll Shomer on Shomer. <laughs> I don't fucking roll on Shomer Chavez. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Donnie. So I guess like they found a reason to get rid of him. But yeah, he was originally on, uh, what's it called? And he was very much of the same. Yeah, I'm sure once they found out he's Jewish, they're like, oh, we got to film on Saturday now. <laughs> I don't fucking act. <laughs> I'm not even supposed to take this call. <laughs> take the deal. Take the deal. <laughs> Jack, just deal. 
<sighs> All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to Dork Trek, where we talked about a lot about Police Academy. <laughs> well, you did. I mean, I love it. Shut up. I'm Crazy. sure I'm not the... Hey, you know what? Apparently, I'm not the only one. It made $81 million at the box office. Yeah. Almost $300,000. 35 years ago. <laughs> Whatever, man. I watched a lot of Police Academy movies. What can I say? Um, you guys, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll be back next weekend. So thank you. I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs>